We begin the Gemara today, 10 lines about from the top of the Aflamad Amad Aleph. The Gemara brings what it said in the Mishnah, B'negeya 2, the Suda Samafsekes, that you eat on Erev Tishabov. Erev Tishabov, lo yoichal odom based of Shinuchulu. On Erev Tishabov, when you eat the Suda Samafsekes, so you don't eat two cooked foods. Amrav Yudes, Rav Yudes explains, lo yishonu ela Salacha of not eating two cooked foods is only from six hours in the day going forward. In other words, from after Chatzais. But if it is before the six hours of the day, in other words, towards the morning, then the food you eat, you can eat whatever cooked foods you want. Rav Yehuda himself also said another qualification for this. Lo this, that it says in the Mishnah, you don't eat two cooked foods, it's only said, that's only regarding this Suda that you eat as your last meal before you begin the fast. But if it's not your last meal for the day, you're going to be eating after this, then mutter. So you can eat whatever cooked foods you want. So Rav Yud himself, seemingly, is giving two different qualifications of Haralom Shat in the Mishnah. So the Gemara explains it's not a contradiction. Rav Yud is saying both of these points to take the lenient point to explain it in the Mishnah in a lenient way. And the Gemara explains it's Sirichah, and we need to say both of these points. If you would only say the point that what the Mishnah says not to eat two cooked foods is by the last Suda before the fast, so then So then I would think that that's even if the last meal you're eating is before the six hours of the day in the morning hours and you're eating your last meal before you begin the fast in the morning and you're not going to eat anything else so maybe I would say if that's the last meal of the day for you so you're not allowed to eat two cooked items Kamash Malan, that's why Rav Yudah also said that this only applies if it's after six hours in the day only from Chatzayis forward on the other hand if you would say that this Allah is only after Chatzayis then, have a minute, then I would have said, So then I would think that this refers even to any Suda that he's eating on Erev Tishabov after Chatzais, not necessarily the last meal of the day. I would think maybe anything that he eats after six hours in the day, he shouldn't eat two cooked items. So that's what I've also said, that this halacha only applies to the Sudas, that last Sudas they eat before the fast. So in other words, only if it's both after Chatzais and it's the last Sudas before you begin the fast, then you're not allowed to eat the Shnei Tavshilin. Now Gemara bring, brings over here two Braises. So Tanya and one Braise we learned, Kilishna Kama. Like the first point that Rav Yudah said, and also Tanya Kalishna Basra. And we also learned in a Braise, like the second point that Rav Yudah said. Tanya Kalishna Basra, and one Braise we learned, like the second point of Rav Yudah, Hasoyed Erev Tishabov, a person's eating a meal on Erev Tishabov. Im Osid Lissid Suda Cheres, if he's planning on eating yet another meal after this, so then, Mutulecho Basav Alishtisyayin, so in this meal he could eat meat and drink wine. Of course, this is, I guess, according to the minig that you could eat meat even in the nine days. Vim lav, but if he's not planning on eating another meal, then So then, this is your last meal of the day. So this is your sudam of sekes. So then, you can't eat meat or drink wine. So this is like the uh, second point that Rav Yudah said that it, it, it matters if it's the last suda of the day. 
But then we learned in another Braise, like the first point that Rabbi Yudha said, Erev Tishabov, Lo Yechal Adam Shnei Tavshile. And Erev Tishabov, you shouldn't eat two cooked foods. Lo Yechal Basi, you shouldn't eat meat, Lo Yechal Yain, not to drink wine either. Rabbi Shimon Megamliel, Rabbi Shimon Megamliel says, Yishana, that on Erev Tishabov, you should change from the habit that you usually have by eating a meal. We had this in the Mishnah as well. And here the Gemara is going to explain what this means. Um, Rabbi Yehuda, so Rabbi Yehuda explains, Ketzat Mishana, what does it mean you change from your usual habit? If you usually eat two cooked foods, so then you should eat one. If you usually eat together, the whole family, let's say, ten people together, so then so you should divide five and five. If you drink ten cups, you should drink only five cases. Says, at what point do you have to make all these changes? Or according to the Tanakhama, that you're not allowed to eat two cooked foods in this meal. If it's from six hours in the day forward, after Chatzais. But in the first six hours of the day, Mutter. So then you're allowed. So this is like this, that, like this is exactly like the first point that Rabbi Yehuda said. Tanya Yedach, the Gemara here is going to bring another few braises regarding halachis of what you do on Erev Tishabah. So we learned another braise, Erev Tishabah, Layechal Adam Shnei Tavshile. Do not eat two cooked foods, and Layechal Basav, Layechal Yayin, you don't eat meat or drink wine, David Rabmeyeh. Chachamim Maimrim Yishana. Chachamim say you should change. So before it was in the name of Rabbi Gamliel, or Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and now it's the Chachamim. Chachamim say Yishana, Umemayit, Bebasav, Yayin. And you should minimize, in other words, you don't have to cut out completely the meat and wine, but you should minimize the amount of meat and wine that you eat and drink. How do you minimize? If you would eat a litra basar, a certain measure of meat, eat half of that. If you would drink a lug of wine, drink a half of that. And if you don't usually eat or drink wine and, uh, and, and meat, so then also. So then you, should, you certainly should not eat it at all. <coughs> says, If a person is accustomed to eating tznoin, which is a radish, I believe, or meliach, that is, or a salted fish, after his meal, on Erev Tishabov, you're also allowed. Tanya Yidach, we learned yet another b'raise. Kol mishum tishabav, any time that, the, the, that there's, because of tishabav, in other words, this is the suda that you're eating right before the fast of tishabav, so then asalecho basav asalishtis yayin, so in that meal don't eat, drink, eat meat and drink wine. Basalirchait, from that time forward, you also shouldn't bathe yourself. But if this is not your last meal before the fast of Tishabav, so then you're allowed to eat meat and, uh, and to drink wine. And you're not allowed to wash yourself. That's the girsa that we have here in our Gemara. But the other girsa, that's seemingly the right girsa, is that the Tanakhama here is saying, since this is a time which is not your last meal of the day, so therefore you're allowed to eat meat and drink wine. So you're also allowed to wash yourself. That's the further Tanakhama. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yaisi, Aimeh, Mishom, Aviv. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yaisi says the name of his father. Kol shosh mutalech basar. Anytime you're still allowed to eat meat, mutalirchaitz. You're also allowed to wash yourself. In other words, what is he saying? So, so according to Rashi, uh, if you if you guide us to where we have it here in our Gemara, 
So then it's going to be the exact same thing as the Tanakhama. So that's why Rashi says you have to take out the word basar. And the way you read it is, any time of the day that you're still allowed to eat, you can bathe yourself. In other words, the Tanakhama was saying, from when you eat the Suda Mavsekes, so you're still allowed to eat, but you're not allowed to eat basar. So from that point forward, you're not uh, allowed to bathe yourself. Only when you're eating basar, you're allowed to bathe yourself. And then Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yaisi is saying that no, all the way up to the fast, even when you're eating the Sudam of Sekes, you're still allowed to bathe yourself. That's Rashi's Pshat in this Gemara. Any, any of those mitzvahs, in other words, those things that are, that are Oval has to do, you also have to do on Tishabav. And therefore, on Tishabav, it's also Bachila Bishtiya, not let eat and drink. This is Lechayda, not, uh, nothing to do with Avelos, right? It, but because he says all the other Yisurim, so he mentions this here as well. Ubesiche, to anoint yourself, binis sandal, wearing shoes, betash meshamita, marital relations, and vasalikas betayda, benavim, bebechsuvim, you shouldn't read from Tanakh, or even Velishnas bemishnah, to learn from Mishnais, betalmud, gemara, bemedrish, the drashas from psukim, bahalachis, which refers to halachalameshim misinais, ubagodis, and other kinds of drashas. Aval, but there is some Tayyar you are allowed to learn. You could learn from Chumash in places that you're not accustomed to learning. So therefore, it's something that's more difficult to you, for you to learn and to understand. So it doesn't come with a pleasure. Adarab, it could even be some pain involved. And you could learn Mishnayis in places that you're not accustomed to learn because that doesn't have pleasure. And also, you could read from the Kinnis and Be'iyov, the Psukim of Iyov, which talks about all the pain you've uh, experienced. And also in those parts of Yirmiya that talk about the negative things, the negative Nevuas. And also, and on, on the Tishabav, the Tanekesh of Bisraban, don't go to Cheder to learn Teder. Because regarding learning Teder, the Pasik says, Kudei Hashem, Yisharem, Misam Chilev. That the Teder is something that gives a person joy. And that's why you shouldn't be learning Teder on Tishabav. Rabbi Yudayim and Rabbi says, This is the Tanakhama said, that as long as it's a place that you're not accustomed to learning there, so that you're allowed to learn. He says, no, you're not allowed. And then you're not allowed to learn Mishnayis, even in a place where you're not accustomed to learn. Aval, but the other hetter of the Tanakhama, all those things that are negative uh, subjects. And he also agrees that the children don't go to learn Teireh. Learning Teireh brings a, a, a person's Simcha. The Rebbe used to say about this Gemara, that I mean, the Pshat on the Gemara over here is not that on Tishabov, where we start already from Erev Tishabov, that is the Chiv of Lumadat Teireh all of a sudden stops. The Chiv of Lumadat Teireh, whenever a person has the opportunity, continues. LMI, the subject changes. You can't learn the regular subjects that bring you simcha. You learn a subject in Teire that is connected to the inyanim of the day that uh, do not, are not goyim simcha. You don't drink, uh, eat meat and drink wine. Tane, we learned, you're allowed to eat salted or maybe pickled um, meat and something that uh, is pickled over, over time. And and you can eat wine that comes straight out of the press. Fresh wine, maybe it's grape juice or wine. The Gemara will soon explain when, when it's considered to be still fresh. So not salted, uh, to what extent, how long does it have to be salted, that it's called salted meat, that you're allowed to eat this. Kozman or Kozman 
If you go to the word she'enoi, maybe instead of she'enoi, shehu, as long as it is for a shlamim. How long do you get a shlamim? Two days and a night in between, right? So if it's for two days and a night, so for that amount of time, since you can eat shlamim for that amount of time, so that's still considered to be fresh meat. But after that amount of time, so then it's considered to be already salted meat and you're allowed to eat it on Erev Tishabov. Regarding wine that just came out of the press, so what's considered to be fresh from the press? At Kama, how long is this? As, as long as this wine is still bubbling, so then you know that it's considered to be fresh wine from the press, and therefore you're allowed to eat this on, or drink this on Erev Tishabov. Rashi says this kind of wine is actually not good for a person. It causes uh, the person's stomach uh, to have stomach pains. Tane and Abraisi we learned, Yayin Taisis, this wine that's still bubbling, aimed by Mishum Gilui. There's no issue of leaving it exposed overnight. Usually there's an issue, as Rashi brings, that any wine that was left uncovered overnight, we're afraid that a snake may have tasted from it and left this venom in the wine. But this wine, because it's still bubbling, so the snake is afraid of it, or whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't touch this wine. Kamatisi Sasai, and how long is this that it's still bubbling? Gimel Yamim, three days. This was the custom of Rabbi Yudhi Loi. And if Tishabov, what do we do? Well, how would he eat a Sudam of Sekas and Erev Tishabov? They brought him dry bread with salt. And he would sit in his house between the oven and another oven, another type of oven. Basically, Rashi says, sort of a despicable place, a dirty place in the house. And that's where he would eat and drink over there. And he would drink over there also a kitten shomayim, a little bit of water in a, in a glass or whatever, in some kind of a jug. And he was sitting with such pain and eating there as if a dead person lies right in front of him. Tanan Hasam, in the Mishnah we learned, it says, Mokim Shinogu, Lasseis Malacha Betishabov. In a place where the custom is that people go to work on Tishabov. Oisin, so you're allowed to go and do work. Mokim Shinogu, Shaloi Lasseis, in a place where it's not the custom to work on Tishabov, ain't Oisin, so you don't go and do work. In all places, regardless of what the custom is, the Talmidei Chachamim don't go to work on Tisha B'Av. So now in this, Rab Shemagam Chacham. A person regarding this should consider himself to be a Talmud Chacham and not work on Tisha B'Av. Tanya Nami Hachi, we learned like this is what a person should always consider himself like a Talmud Chacham and not work on Tisha B'Av. In order that he should remember and feel the pain of Tishabov. If a person goes to work on Tishabov, so he's distracted with his work, and he doesn't focus on the on what the day is about, the pain of the Khurban Besamikdosh. Tanya Dach and another Braisa we learned. A person that eats and drinks on Tishabov, it's, it's just as harsh as a person that doesn't fast in Yom Kippur, which is a fast manatayda. Rabbi Kiva said, A person that works on Tishabov, he doesn't see any bracha forever. And Taisu says, this is regarding this malacha that he's accustomed to doing on Tishabov. A person that works on Tishabav and he doesn't mourn on the Chorban Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim. He will not merit to see the joy of the rebuilding of the Beis Hamikdash. Shenema the pasuk says, "Simcho es Yerushalayim v'gilu b'kol oya veha." You'll be you'll be joyous. All those that love the Beis Hamikdash, sisu oisam masayis kolam esable molel. 
that and it says in the Pasik, who's going to be joyous in it? All those that mourn in it. Those that mourn on the destruction of Yerushalayim will merit to see and its joy when it will be rebuilt. The one that does not mourn on Yerushalayim will not merit to see the joy of the building of the Vesel Mikdash. We'll learn like this as well. A person that eats meat or drinks wine on Tishabov. For I think this refers to the person, as Rashi says, yes, it refers to eating the Sudam Mafsekes, right before Tisha B'av. And you eat then meat and drink wine. That your Avedis are in your bones, meaning that the Avedis stays with you as long as you're alive. Going back to the Mishnah. So it said in the Mishnah, <clears throat> well, it's according to some gears you take out Tanya Namiyachi because it doesn't seem to be saying the same like it said before, right? So Rabbi Yehuda says that on Tisha B'av you have to tilt your bed to the side because you're not supposed to sleep in the bed. And the Chachamim did not agree to this. Tanya, so we learned in Abraise, Amru Loi, Rabbi Yehuda, they said to Rabbi Yehuda, Lidvarech, according to your opinion, Ubraisumenikais, pregnant women or uh, nursing women, Matelen, what's going to be with them? Are they able to sleep on the floor? Amalehem, so Rabbi Yehuda responded, Afani, Loyamarti, Elabiyachal. When I said that you tilt your bed to the side and don't sleep in your bed, that's only for someone that is able to do it. We learned this clearly in Abraise that Rabbi Yehuda agreed to the Chachamim that if you can't sleep on the floor, so then you can sleep in your bed. And Abraise here also says, and the Chachamim also agreed to Rabbi Yehuda that if you could sleep in your bed, so that, as, again, if you could sleep not in your bed, that is, if you could sleep on the floor, so they agreed to Rabbi Yehuda that you should tilt your bed and sleep on the floor. So, so the Gemara explains, if so, my binayu. So what is the difference between them? They both agree that if you could, you should sleep on the floor, and if you can't, you should sleep in your bed. The only difference between them is, not the bed that you're sleeping in, the other beds in the house, whether you have to tilt those beds also, as part of showing the sign of mourning that all the beds are being tilted. When it says to tilt the beds, that's not only your bed. It refers to all the beds of the house. So that's uh, where the Machloikis was between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim. But the Gemara concludes, Omar Rave, Rave said regarding this, We pass in like the Chachamim, like our Tana that argued with Rabbi Yehuda, and not only that, we pass in like the Chachamim, and they didn't agree to Rabbi Yehuda at all. Meaning, even an individual that could sleep on the floor, Chachamim also say that even he doesn't have to sleep on the floor. So not like this Braise that we said, that they're moedet Rabbi Yehuda, that you have to sleep on the floor. And that's how we pass in that it doesn't apply. Okay, we'll stop over here today. Mitzvah tomorrow, we'll continue. This is the Gemara about Hamish Asabah, which goes into the next Amr. Mitzvah tomorrow, the Siyam of the Masechta.